Cherry Printers are an established printing company that produce quality products at sensible prices. From cash receipts and invoice books to GDPR-compliant confidential visitor signing books, they have it all. For more information, visit cherryprinters.co.uk. Cherry Printers. Besides the Spotlight. Liz Beacon is an established presenter and reporter for BBC Points West. Liz regularly presents the main evening programme with other appearances on Breakfast News and the 10 o'clock late update. Liz is often required to perform under pressure, react to changing scenarios and interview guests, often having to ask tough questions and hold them to account. As a reporter, Liz tells a wide variety of stories. You are listening to Beside the Spotlight with me, Finley Ratsnet, talking to Liz Beacon. Besides the Spotlight with Finley Ratnet. Finley Ratnet, joined by Liz Beacon. Liz, thanks for coming on. Welcome. So, take me back to when you were younger. What were you interested in? So, music, like um, classical, like playing the flute and the piano, um, and dancing. I love dancing and I still do. Um, and so, I love going to the theatre now still. Um, my daughter dances and yeah so dance is like my biggest sort of passion outside of work really and when did you sort of find an interest in well, what you're doing now when did that come about um I was actually quite young I was about um 11 or 12 and I went to this um museum in London it was called the Museum of Moving Image and you could have a go at a green screen and pre- pretend to have a go at presenting the weather so I went to this museum and I had to go do the weather and I just thought it was amazing and then I was like I want to do that I don't want to do weather but I want to do news and I want to read the news on the telly um so I sort of made it a bit of a thing from quite a young age which was quite handy just because I could then get work experience right the way through um so I did like you know newspapers and um lots of things along the way university radio station and sort of kept going and building up my CV from from a young age really so that was quite good to know just because it was handy. And how did you get to where you are now in the, in the job you're in, BBC Points West? Um, I think I was quite lucky. So I did a, I did a postgraduate um, diploma. So I actually did a French and German degree at university. There weren't that many brilliant media courses around when I was at uni. Um, so the advice then was like do like a pure subject and then convert afterwards. So that's what I did. So I did French and German. And then I did a year's postgraduate diploma, which was um, affiliated to the National College for the Training of Journalists, which I think is still going and is still sort of industry standard, you know, still recognised and highly regarded. And that was like a year postgrad course. I did that in um, Highbury College in Portsmouth, because that's where I'd grown up. So I went back and lived with my parents for a year and did that. Um, and I loved it. And then as part of that, I got three weeks work experience at BBC Radio Bristol. And it was a classic case of foot in the door, had three weeks of a great, great time. And at the end, they offered me shifts. And so I used to trek to and from Bristol and back from Portsmouth for the odd shift um, uh, for £80 a day, I can remember, all those years ago. And um, yeah, that's how it that's how it sort of started. So it was proper like foot in the door with the BBC, really. And then I've never I've never left the BBC. I've never broadcasted for anyone else. So tell me about your daily routine on a day that you present the six thirty evening news, for example. Yeah. So on the six thirty, um, you would you we work ten hour shifts generally. So 
that would be so last week I was doing the 6.30 and that was a case of doing one to 11 because I did the late news as well so you get in for one um, and the programme's sort of already come coming together quite well by then it's the running order's all drawn up by about 10 o'clock um, and you're just sort of waiting for things to come in waiting for reports to be finished the producer will be like writing all the links and all the introductions so you'll just be checking through those quite often we'll have like pre-recorded interviews so last week for example I had a police interview to do at five o'clock and then I had another lighter pre-recorded on the same day so by the time it got to actually being live on the program two massive chunks of interviewing had already been done um, we have a meeting at three o'clock every afternoon where we go through the running order and like get the whole technical team involved so everyone knows what everyone's doing. We know if we've got to get the sat truck up, if um, what how many cameras we're going to have in the studio. Um, so you'd have like a technical meeting at three. Um, and then you're down. Well, I write, then I write the headlines. So I write the whole headline sequence. Um, and by the time it's about half past five, I'm starting to think, right, better get my makeup sorted. So makeup on at half five, down in the studio at 10 to six. And then we're doing the first like two headlines at six off the back of the six o'clock news, then more headlines at quarter past six. And then the program starts at half past six. And in that six to half past six hour, we'll be rehearsing things, practicing getting, getting guests in and out. So um, it's quite a calm day until about three o'clock. Then it all goes a bit, gets a bit busy. So what would you say are the main qualities that a news presenter needs in order to be effective? Um, I, I guess it's it's what you value in a presenter, but I think you should be warm um, but authoritative at the same time. Um, and I think you should sort of have a, a sort of real sincerity about what you do. So when you're reporting something, you, you know, you, you, you do care about it. And, and that sort of tone comes across and that connects with people. Um, and I always think when I'm presenting, I'm really only talking to one person. because You're talking to one person at a time. So there might be 400,000 watching, but everyone is one person. So it's trying to keep it conversational as well at times. And how do you cope under that, the pressure of news presenting and keeping on time and all those timings that you need? Yeah, t- timing is crucial and it is quite stressful at the start getting used to someone you know chipping on in your ear the whole time um there's quite a lot of noise especially at 6 30 um the gallery's probably got um six people in it um so there's quite a lot of chat sometimes uh someone once described it to me as like driving a car so you could be driving a car and the kids could be mucking about in the back and you can still drive the car. It's a bit like that. So it's like you can keep going. Um, but things do go wrong and it is terrifying. Um, but I guess we all learn to channel that that fear and that um, adrenaline into something good. And at the end of the day, you can only apologise if things are going wrong. People, I think people quite like it when things go wrong. because they, they, they want to see how you're going to handle it. I had to cough the other day and I just sort of, you know, cleared my throat and said, oh, you know, I'm back with you now. Sorry about that. Because um, what else can you do? You know, I thought I was going to sneeze the other day, but managed to get rid of that. But things do go wrong all the time, of course. Um, yeah, I guess you just get used to handling it and you've always got your scripts. So they aren't they aren't dummies. They are those bits of paper have got everything on. So if the auto cue fails, 
you should be able to look down and you should be in the same place as the auto queue and be able to carry on. That's the one that goes wrong the most is the auto queue failing and then it throws you. So it just freezes and you have a moment of blind panic. Um, but I think it's happened to all of us. So we just get used to dealing with it, I suppose. And just on that, lots of people ask um, about about when, when they're talking to sort of news presenters or when they have questions for news presenters, they they, ask, they wonder how do they remember all those things that they're saying. Talk me through the auto queue and how it works. Yeah, so the auto queue at six thirty, you have the luxury of someone operating it for you, so they follow your words. So you you're looking into the camera, and there's four lines of text on the auto queue, and there's a little dot on the second line, and the the words should always be on that second dot. So it should be constantly scrolling up and keeping up. So you should always be reading the second line. If it's 6.30, we have someone operating it for us. If it's like a morning shift, like it was for me this morning, I was in at five, um, you pedal it yourself. So there's a pedal under the desk. It's quite a sort of stiff pedal and you can control the pace of the words um, as they, they, you know, as they, they go up. Um, but yeah, it does go wrong and it does does freeze. But but that's how that works. And then you've got someone counting in your ear as well. So at six thirty, as I said, you've got a really busy gallery. Six or so at breakfast time, there's just you and the director. So the director sets all the cameras, and then they play all the pictures out, and then they talk to you in your ear. They tell you how much time you've got, um, and you control the auto queue yourself. So you can make a tele bulletin with two people, um, and we do that every day on breakfast. And we do it at the weekends as well. And what about staying organised? I imagine you have to keep, you know, lots of things organised in your calendar and you, know, you need to know where everything is. Yeah, I think you think you have got to be organised, but I've always been quite an organised person. So that, that doesn't that doesn't bother me. Um, I think if you're, you know, if you're going out on a story, if you're reporting, you know, you have got to be here for then and there for then. And you've got to pick up the car and there's, there is lots to think about. Um, but I guess we do the job because we like being busy and um we quite like the adrenaline rush. You'd find it's quite funny. You could have a, a every day on the program. It feels like there's always one piece that you are waiting for. It could have been filmed at ten thirty, but somehow journalists just love that adrenaline rush, and they're still editing at the last minute. It's almost like they need that little rush of excitement to get them over the line and get the piece finished. So I think we all quite like a bit of um, a bit of drama and adrenaline. So yeah, lots of we all like deadlines. Basically, I think is how it works. And what tips would you give to any young person interested in working in the media industry? Um, don't worry if at the moment you don't have an absolute passion in news because I didn't at, when I was young. I I liked telly, I liked the odd bit of news, but I was definitely not a news hound when I was growing up. I love it much more now. I loved it when I did my course, but I when I started doing my journalism course, I don't think I was dead into the news I didn't know everything I didn't know a lot about politics um but I've really grown to love that as as my career has gone on um I think you do need to be good with people and I think you do need to genuinely care about people's stories that is the job at the end of the day it's telling stories uh you see you need to like writing um and you need to sort of love the way that pictures and words can come together um, or if it's radio, how you can use words to describe describe the scene. Um, I think the biggest challenge is how it's all going to change. And I don't know how I fit into that. Um, but you as a younger generation are going to experience news very differently to, to how we have it at the moment. Because you know it's an older generation that sit, sit down and watch the tea time news. 
um, that generation is disappearing. So I guess my tips are to stay across how you think news might change. Um, everything is about digital. Everything's about what we're doing for the web. Um, what's going to come up on people's phones. So, you know, we get really good data on when, when you write an article on the web, how people access it through their phone, through the website, through a laptop. Um, and it's mostly people just through phones now and they read things for an average of about 12 seconds. So um, it's a changing world. Um, and I think people have just got to know where they fit into those changes, if you like. And just finally, what does the future look like for you, Liz? Are you going to continue presenting the 6.30 News and the, the BBC Points West, or what, what does it look like for you? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to stay here for now. I think it's hard when you get to a certain age and you have a family and you slightly settle down, because um, I'm maybe not able to be as ambitious as I once was because life is here in Bristol now. Um and a lot of the time in journalism, if you want to progress, it requires you to move around or relocate. And that's not entirely possible for me at the moment. Um, but, but yeah, I just hope that we keep on going for as long as we can, because I love what I do. And I think we're very lucky to do what we do, burst into people's homes every night. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to keep going as, as long as I possibly can, really. Well, Liz, it's been great talking to you. Thanks ever so much for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah.